back, everybody. Welcome to the 30th episode of the Clubhouse podcast. Um, today, we have a very exciting guest. She's actually a news reporter. She's also the cousin of Miguel. So looking forward to that conversation. But before we begin, we apologize for not posting last Saturday. The reason for that um, is because we are planning to have really good guests. We plan to have big guests this month. And if you guys haven't seen our Instagram post, we posted who our guests will be for this month. So for next week, we have Jason Ko. He's an entrepreneur, really big entrepreneur. We also have Kula Desma. She's a Filipino vocalist. And after that, we have my cousin now, John Perez, who was from Yale. So yeah, check those out if you haven't seen it. And if you're new to the clubhouse, you're in the right place. If you want to become successful, receive free mentorship about the various industries from top tier professionals and reach all your dreams. Here at the clubhouse, we delve deeper into the lives of successful individuals in different career paths and how you can do the same. So welcome to the clubhouse where successful people are born and made to inspire others. So before we begin, I'm your co-host, Zach Pena. And I'm Miguel Mendoza. And I'm very excited to start this episode. Um, it's an industry that we haven't had yet here at the Clubhouse. It's the journalism industry. And um, yeah, let's get right into the episode. So our guest for today is a GMA news reporter. She was a former UAAP courtside reporter for UP Diliman. And she took broadcast communications in college. So please welcome Kareen Katibayan. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, Green. Thank you so much for joining us. It was, so for, it, was yeah. it was courtside reporting for Adamson, and then but I but I uh, for studied yeah. in Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey guys. Thank you so much for being here. We're good. We're doing Thanks good. For Just having me. focusing yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. So how's I'm your good. how is your journey like in news reporting, especially now with the pandemic? So I started off, like you mentioned, Miguel, I started off as a courtside reporter. Um, and through that, that's how I learned that I wanted to really focus on broadcasting. And during that time, I was it was for sports, right? But then I was always interested in news. And I was always curious about, you know, what was going on in the world. So that's Parang that was like my stepping stone to jumping into the news industry. And I applied as a reporter and then thankfully, you know, that's how I ended up here. And now during the pandemic, it's really changed the way that we do what we do. Not just in my industry, but literally, you know, everyone's lives have been um, affected by this pandemic. And with the my industry at least like it's taught me that you know to adjust because i was also only a reporter for a couple of months before the pandemic hit so i was already adjusting during that time pre-pandemic and then the pandemic hit so then you know adjust again but it's made me realize also that you know this is this is how life is right now and you just you have to get on with it and make do and make sure that you're still able to 
um, push forward despite the big hurdle, which is COVID-19, right? Yeah. It's really good to see that you were able to adjust with the pandemic. And that just shows how much you're passionate about what you're doing. But going back to what you said earlier, you said that you always wanted to try news and you were always curious about the world. Was this something that you thought of when you were a kid or it's something that just grew on you over college? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't since I was a kid. I was a totally different person back then. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think he was laughing because he did that, but <laughs> but it was like um, I want to say it was during college that I really so I like you mentioned also I studied in UP Diliman and I took up broadcast communication, but my first course was was actually political science, and um, during that time I thought that I wanted to take up law, but then it was through different um, experiences that led me to realizing that, okay, I'm actually really interested in journalism and news because, you know, I feel that parang it's innate in me to be curious about what's going on and what's going on in society and how so many of the things that are, that are being implemented by the government are affecting every, you know, everyday Filipinos. Yeah. And I, I touched on that and, you know, um, that's kind of what really made me realize that, okay, this is really something that I'm interested in and I want to pursue it. Yeah, that's actually very interesting because in our generation now, like a lot of, because a lot of people are working towards their goals. Some people in college, they think that they have to do something as well. And like, I like what you mentioned because you only found your love for reporting during college. So that's just something yeah. we want to remind also to the listeners that, you know, you're in college now and it's like a place for you to um, learn more about what you like. That's why in college you get to experience different orgs, you get to um, you get to shift also different courses so you can learn what you actually like. So I, I want to ask you something about um, like when you were, when you report during COVID-19, don't you get like scared because um, you have to go to different places? Yeah, it's always it's always gonna be there. I mean, even even pre-COVID, it was scary because it was such a different world, and I was so new to it, and it was just very out of my comfort zone. But I feel that it's when you're out of your comfort zone that you're able to grow, because Definitely. you have no choice. You have no choice but to make sure that you're able to, you know, um do or execute whatever it is that you need to do even if you're uncomfortable right because the the you know you, you still need to you have to show for something right? but then um i feel like pre-pandemic it was already scary and then because i cover i cover the crime beat so oh, wow. i can it's, imagine <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's very very different from you know just everything that I've experienced and seen firsthand, you know, when I wasn't doing this. And during the pandemic, when this, you know, when the virus hit and changed, you know, all of our lives, it became even scarier because I was already covering something scary. And then this, you know, it, 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 um, parang nagpatong patong lahat, you get me. So, um, it is scary. And also the fact that, you 
that the, just the thought that you can bring the virus into the household because I'm the only one who goes out. I'm the only one whose work entails them to be out on field because everybody else can work from home. Um, so, you know, extra precaution all the time, but you never know. You never know when it's going to hit you, right? So um, it is, it, it is, it is scary, but you, you just have to, parang, Ganon, ganon eh. So you need, you just have yeah. to do it. Yeah. You always have to play it safe. But when it comes, you mentioned that you work um, in the crime scenes. Is that something that you chose or it was given to you? So because I'm a new reporter, usually it's like, parang that's, it's like the baptism of fire. Like that's that's your starting <laughs> point. Like all all okay. um, new reporters go through the graveyard shift, which is the night shift. And I feel like it's a good way to um um parang to welcome <laughs> to welcome yeah. the new reporters into the this field because there you really learn. You know, your eyes are open to so many things that eventually when you're during you know when you work during the the daytime it's like oh, okay i've already seen the worst so this is you know kaya ko na to, you know but yeah, what was the yeah. what so, was the most um crazy or memorable experience that you've encountered there have been so there have been so many but it's just um and i get that i get that question a lot actually because it's like yeah. the cries so what do you see you know <laughs> yeah. it, it's like all all sorts of um things that i you know would not have imagined that i would be able to experience like for example um okay, is it okay if i I'll, I'll just share like a random yeah. i know story like the like for example the first time that i saw a dead body beside you know like right in front of me it was i remember um we 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 got we got um a message saying that okay there's somebody that that died in this area so or parang that was shot in this area so okay you know that's your assignment go to it so we so we went and then i remember because when i went when i got to the scene it was super dark pitch pitch black because obviously it was like maybe 2 a.m. already, right? And then I remember I was looking around and I couldn't see the man that was shot. So I was like looking, looking, looking. But then I saw there was a tricycle right beside me. And then when I when I looked to the to when I looked at the tricycle, I was about to ask, parang san po yung namatay? And then when I looked at the tricycle, it was a the driver, the driver was dead, shot, lying down. Akala ko tulog lang. But that was it. That was him. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was so shocked. And very yeah. That, you know, I was, I was in front of somebody that had just experienced something so horrible right in front of my eyes. And, you know, obviously I couldn't react because you know you you also have to um make sure that you you know your 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 composure and all of that but inside or like when i got home i was like oh my god you know 
Um, but after that, I mean, you. I don't want to say that you get used to it, but you um, are able, I think, to address or or it affects you in a way that you're able to work while making sure that you're still calm. And I think that's one of the main reasons also why they place new reporters in the graveyard shift because it teaches you such an important skill, which is to be able to um, work under such you know, grave amounts of, of pressure and still be able to come up with a story with uh, you know and submit it within a deadline so um yeah that that's that's one of the the i guess you could say good things about it because you really learn some of the skills needed to be able to um you know be a good journalist and i think i think you become stronger also and like i remember yeah. said there's this yeah. one one day where like my family and i were watching the news and then you were there and then there was like you were standing in front of a fire. Do you remember that? Like there's a yeah, yeah. Like, like there's a fire that you're reporting in front of. Yeah. <laughs> it's so scary. I can't, I can't imagine. That, but... <laughs> you're laughing, but it's scary, deba. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy because you're you're really um you experience so many things that that no, nobody that nobody would yeah. see in their lifetime. You know that's what that's what also makes yeah. it so exciting. And um, parang, parang you feel a sense of responsibility also to make sure that you are able to tell the story the best way possible because your audience, they're not going to ever, you know, see it themselves and they're not going to experience it themselves. So it's, you know, there's a sense of duty also to make sure that you are able to present it to your audience in the best way possible and that means you know by making sure that they understand and that they somehow you know end up caring also about what it is that's going on i like how you really have to be considerate about your thoughts and how you convey your messages because you know one wrong line or say something wrong it can affect a lot of people I, but I just want to ask, what exactly do you do as a news reporter? Because I think you also mentioned that you write for them. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, so um, how it is, is I come into work at around either 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. And then you are either assigned a story already. And then when you're whatever it is, then, you know, you, you go to the place where, where the event, let's say, is being held or, yeah. um, you know, and then you interview whoever it is that you need to interview for that story. And then after that, you write it um, and then you submit it to the, your news desk and then your editors, and then they send it back to you. And then right after that, you go live and then, um, yeah. So, so that's that's usually the the timeline of it. But then, because it's so um, time pressured, and you know, you really need to make sure that you submit it, or uh, you have to make sure that your that your the way you manage your time is you know 
you do it well because if you take too long doing one thing, you won't be able to submit your script on time. Or if you write for too long, they won't be able to edit it on time for them to give it back to you for you to be able to go live at a certain time. You know, so so it's it's time pressured, but it's also um, like I said, it 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 really you you really learn how to um, work under under pressured um, environments. So these, when you, when you write, um, so like, for example, um, like five minutes ago, something happens, you already have to write the script about that. And then a few minutes later, you're already in the car on the way to the place. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. Wow. So that's why you gotta, you, you're like that, you know, it's like, go, 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 go. Um, but that's why it's also so exciting because it's like, oh my God, this is happening. And then you have to get there and then you have to do the interview super fast and then make sure that you you have enough time to write it and then submit and then it's like it's it's um exhilarating but it's also um you know nakaka um pressure nakaka pressure because mm-hmm. syempre, you have to deliver um but that's part of the job and it's it's what makes it so fun also at the same time wow for for someone who wants to get into news reporting, do they have to really be good at speaking Filipino? It depends where you work, right? Um, because with the network that I'm in, the main medium is Filipino. But if it's in other news networks, you know, it's different. So it depends. It depends where you want to where you want to work. And I think that's also actually one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to go for um, a news channel that's medium is Filipino because I wasn't so fluent or no, I, I, I would say naman that I was fluent, but I wasn't as confident with um, the way with my, with my Filipino. And for me, that's embarrassing because nasa Pilipinas tayo, diba? So parang why, why can't I, why, why am I not confident in my native language? Which is why I think I, you know, all the more I wanted to work in a station where I would be forced to to speak Filipino, because eventually, you know, now I can say confidently that yes, I am fluent in Filipino, and you know, that's that's I think one of the um, main reasons. Like I said, I like being out of my comfort zone, so and. You know that's that's how you grow, and that's why I think I made. Parang it's it's a little bit more nerve wracking because there's more pressure because you're not you know sometimes you're not sure like is this is this how I say it or is this you know um is is my script like that I had to I had to get used to writing in Filipino also which is so different from you know writing in English obviously it's a whole it's a different language altogether but you learn you learn along the way and um you know it it makes you you're you're better for it eventually yeah, yeah you're, you're so good in speaking you're so good in <laughs> speaking Filipino like I remember oh, thank you. I, I'm sure like my family like especially Monique and Maxine they were so shocked <laughs> <laughs> I know, so, yeah, I know. So until now, yeah. No, but then it's because nga, because um in the house your your first language is English, but then it's yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if that's just if that's just me. But then 
um in college i remember i would be shy speaking in filipino and i didn't like it that i was shy speaking in filipino because it's like why parang why can't i um you know talk properly in our language and it frustrated me so you know that's that's one of the that's one of the things that pushed me to to do it eventually yeah i really love that you take pride in learning your own language and know how to speak of it Miguel and I definitely need some work and some help there <laughs> okay I was, I was worse but than you guys I bet when I was yeah. starting out. Yeah. so you know if I can then everybody else can <laughs> yeah and I also really like how you always mention that you step out of your comfort zone because I also really go by that I think if you really want to progress and grow yourself you definitely have to step out of your comfort zone I go by this line it says um the hard moments make or break you and i think that's really true because if there's something that you're passionate about or something that you want to try but you have these questions in your head oh am i gonna succeed or i might fail you won't really know the answer if <laughs> unless you try it right so it's you'll really good you'll never that, know you'll never know yeah and, so, and yeah. that's the one thing also that um that i learned is you know the the worst thing is it's a no but you'll never you'll you'll never find out if you don't try it if you don't go for it there'll always be so many questions and doubts and thoughts that will be you know surrounding your head but if you don't do anything about it it'll always just remain those things thoughts and doubts and questions but yeah wala, that's so parang, what are you going to do about it diba yeah so in, in in terms of stepping out of your comfort zone, what are the since you're um, GMA news reporter now, working in the crime uh, space, what are the next steps beat, towards beat. that? Oh, crime beat, yeah. What are the sorry? What are the next steps yeah. for that? Like, do you plan to be like the ones on TV, like Ted Filon or something, or in CNN? <laughs> Those is it that? Well, that's yeah. That's I mean I think. I, th- I I mean I can't speak for everybody but I feel that a lot of reporters eventually their their end goal is to end up as an anchor um because um uh, you know that's I I think you know that would be the peak of of your career right because you're you're able to deliver the news to a you know a large um audience even more so than when while uh, you know as a reporter but yeah that's that's hopefully you know in the that's that's you know far future but that's 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 there that's there so you know you pray on it but you just make sure also that you do your work now the best that you can love that yeah for for someone who wants to like this like they're in college right now and they tell themselves that they want to get into news reporting as their career what path can they take like do you recommend them to um, be a courtside reporter as well relation to the broadcast um, industry like the uh, course that's related to journalism broadcast communication I took up broadcast communication um, and that because that will that will help you although you know there are some people in the industry who have who have made it but they didn't take up anything related to to that 
um to the field right so so it it varies but i feel like um also and also like you you know you were asking about courtside reporting you also don't necessarily have to do that to be able to um get into the industry if that's what you're looking for but you know i feel like everybody will have their own ways of going about it and luckily for me when i when i was a courtside reporter that helped me realize that this is what i want to do so it's not so much something that you you know it's not a requirement that you you know you have to be able to do this so that you can get here it's not like that it's more of something that forward to to realize like okay this is this is what i want to do so everybody else you'll have your own um you'll have your own stepping stones and you'll have your own um experiences that will lead you to realizing that you know the, the next step is here um and what you know the 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 best advice that i would give is to experience it all like don't hesitate because there there was like before there was a person that was that that came to me and was asking for advice about auditioning for for courtside reporting but you know they were so nervous or they they really didn't think that they could do it and you know for me like i said the worst thing is that it's a no or it it won't work out but you but at least you know that you tried and you have to make sure that when you try you try your best right not just like okay i'm going to do it it has to be like no all out like if i'm going to do it i'm going to go all out for it so that at least if it's a no no regrets because then you you know that you you know you gave it your all yeah i really like what you said because some people also often ask or tell themselves i don't i don't know my passion i don't know what i'm passionate about but going back it's really all about taking opportunities like there are a lot of opportunities in front of you there are a lot of experiences that you can go through that can help you realize okay i like doing this it makes me happy maybe i can work on it more or okay i tried this out uh i don't really like it then you know that's an x already yeah exactly all right so in regards to um journalism in general or news reporting correct me if i'm wrong but you're supposed to stay updated always with what's going on around the philippines around the world you have to stay updated what are the, what are some things that you do to keep yourself updated all the time do you do a lot of reading or watching a lot of yeah um no you're 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 correct when you say that you have to stay updated i mean that's your that's your it's your job it's your job yeah. to know <laughs> what is going on and that's also i think innate in a lot of journalists like you don't have to want to parang parang it's not something na okay i need to parang i have to read this or whatever it's like i feel like most journalists it's innate in them to want to know what is going it's like natural it's it's a yeah it's like a natural instinct for them to be on their phone reading the latest you know news and updates about whatever issue and we're lucky now because we have our phones where you can download all sorts of apps um all sorts of news apps you don't need to wait for the newspaper to come in or you don't need to um you know wait for the newscast to come on on TV it's right you know at the literally at the palm of your hand um and that's one way that 
I stay updated all the time is, you know, the, the moment I wake up, I check my phone and read about whatever it is that is going on. So, you know, that's something that, you know, for, for everybody or anybody who wants to do the same, it's so easy to stay updated. In fact, sometimes now when somebody doesn't know something, it's like, how can you not like it's you know it's so it's so accessible <laughs> it's everywhere right? it's everywhere yeah so that's that's what makes it um i guess you could say it makes it easier also but the thing is um that i realized nowadays is some people you know who like if if you're not in the industry or if you don't you know if you're if you're not like me who works as a reporter you can turn away, you can turn away from, from the news and you can like shut it off and say, nah, like this is too um, mentally exhausting for me. So I don't need to read about it. But for me on the other, like I can't turn away because I have to, I have to know and I need, you know, it's, it's part of my job. So I think that's also something that, you know, at least me, I, I have to work on sometimes because Parang I feel like, okay, I need to, I have to know about, you know, this is going on, this or, you know, I have to, you know, know everything. But sometimes I have to tell myself, you know, it's okay. It's okay sometimes if you, um, you know, put your phone down and not check right away, like, what is the, you know, latest article that came out on this person or this issue. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all part of it, I guess. Yeah. Because I also... think it's also, go ahead, go ahead. Because I also read and watched a few videos in terms of, in regards with like entrepreneurs. Um, entrepreneurs, on the other hand, they don't want to associate themselves at all with the news because it's just going to add up um, like yeah. information that you don't want to know about. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to keep you thinking and it's not going to be good for yeah. the type of work. I think it's also great to, you know, like this is what my mom tells me, like you should know the current events happening in your country because you're a Filipino. So it's also great to know like um, like the news and to listen to the news, to read the newspaper and to check like what's happening to our country because you're Filipino, like it's like, you know, you have, it's best to know like what's happening in your country. So in a way you can also help. Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, and it's great. I think that more young people like, you know, my age, your generation also, and, you know, the, it, everybody, like I said, because it's also so accessible, more people, I think, are becoming informed. And that is so important nowadays because, you know, but the, the thing is also because more people are being, are it's so accessible to so many people, misinformation is also, you know, it spreads like wildfire super quick, right? Because it's also accessible. So in the same way, you need to make sure that what you're reading is factual and you consume the news from credible um, news organizations because if it's you know just as um, you know information is such a is such an important um, thing to know about now or to to it's so important to be informed nowadays it's also um, you know you also have to remember that misinformation can really ruin societies and that's why it's also your responsibility that if you have a phone and if you have access to um the news make sure that you're also consuming the correct and factual um 
information because then whatever it is that you know, if it's correct, then you can share it also to other people. But if what you know is wrong and then you're going to talk about it with other people, then it also, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's how it is, right? It spreads. So just make sure that you're also a responsible consumer. Definitely. So, yeah. So to 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 wrap up, if you were to give yourself one advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I were to, maybe it would be um to just. Oh, it's <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, what was an advice to my younger self? I think I would, but no way, I was gonna, because I, <laughs> I was gonna it, to, you know, um, maybe like in terms of your college life, like what, what could have you done maybe better or differently, yeah. You know, I think, or, or if, if it was to my younger self, I feel like part of me during during high school and college was I was so um, intense like I was <laughs> I always wanted to make sure that you know I would get this done and that I would excel in this area and or and even like when I was in high school like I was in I was always competing as a dancer so literally like since I was first year high school so I guess that mentality was always in my head. And at the same time, maybe that's also why I was able to do all of these, the different things that led me to where I am today, right? But at the same time, maybe, you know, I could say just, you know, calm down, relax sometimes, you know, it's okay to just chill. Um, Because at the same time, if you chill and, you know, relax, then you'll also be able to enjoy everything more so similarly maybe to whoever is watching if they're the same way that if they're in their high school and college days and they feel like they need to do everything and get everything done and excel in literally all of the all of the opportunities that they get themselves into you know i would say to just you know just take it easy it's okay because you're also going to you're gonna get there you're gonna get there um in time and it's okay to just, you know, pause and smell the roses, you know, once in a while because everything, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And, you know, like, for example, with, with you guys, like, with um, your online classes now, I'm sure that it's frustrating and, you you know, some people or students nowadays, they feel that they're not able to do whatever it is that they want to do because of the pandemic you know it's okay like i mean you can adjust and um you know make do with the situation but also it's okay to just you know just take it easy because you know everything in the end is going to be okay it's going to be fine and you're going to be fine so yeah just enjoy i like that Galang, Galang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really love what you said because it's something that Miguel and I would always tell our listeners and it's to be able to balance your time. You know, it, it, it's it's good that you're focusing on your career. It's good that you work hard. But at the same time, 
you should still be happy. You should still be maintaining the relationships that you have with your yeah. family and your friends. And as long as you're able to balance all of the, all of those things out, then you'll be good. Yeah, and you know that's that's tama because for example now um, you also realize during this pandemic that what's really important is the relationships that you have with other people because literally you know so many people you know left and right that we've we can we've heard that so and so passed away or is sick or you know so now you really um, parang you realize how important number one family is and then your friends and all of the relationships that you have the people that you know make you um that make you better you have to make sure that that is your priority because eventually you know your your career and your studies i'm not saying to you know forget about your career or forget about your studies no but i'm saying that it's important to make sure that your relationships are intact because it, in the end that's really the number one that's what's most important yeah, that's why to everyone listening to this episode like we want to encourage you to continue to work hard to reach all your goals but then don't forget to have some fun also in life right yeah, yeah. and also to yeah. just to add um with regards to what you said a while ago with the current situation that we all have that we're in a pandemic i noticed like some people would up up to now they'd say oh i really hate this like i'm so limited with what i have to do but i think it's about time that you know you're supposed to adapt already to the situation because it's really in no one's control like no one can you know just get rid of the virus so it's good that you should learn how to adapt now and it's what all the big companies are doing now like they even see a big opportunity when it comes to working from home because it saves so much time or it's more efficient so i think that's something that people should realize also that the pandemic is not necessarily a limitation but it's also an avenue where you can learn to adapt with what you have yeah that's great that's great yeah so to to green thank you so much for being here uh the clubhouse so yeah like i'm sure Thanks a lot of our me, listeners guys. I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, learned a lot from this episode because I remember, like I think when I was a freshman, when I was a freshman, pa, I remember people asking me like, "When are you gonna have um, someone who can talk about journalism?" So this is the perfect episode wow. to those people. Really, people said. Yeah, really, 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 really. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> now it's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now it's here. So I agree. Would you like to? Um, maybe shout out your Instagram and like where people can find you. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, you can follow me. It's at Corinne Katibayan. It's or Core Katibayan, I think, on Twitter, but Instagram is Corinne Katibayan. So you can follow me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Adikri. We appreciate it for, for, be, for, yeah, no, for you no being No problem. Here. Thanks for having me, guys. You're so cute, both of you. <laughs> 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 yeah, thank you so much. Um, we really, I really enjoyed this conversation. I really learned a lot about what goes behind the scenes and crime bait. Beat. 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 <laughs> beat. Yeah. And yeah, really, really gained so much knowledge from you. So again, this is the Clubhouse podcast. Please don't forget to check out our socials. Um, we'll be updating the next guest. 
or we'll, we'll be having campaigns there. So if you guys want to stay posted, you check those out. And yeah, I'm Zach Pena. Thank you so much. And I'm Miguel Mendoza. Thank you guys so much for your time.